Things get spooky in this episode of Retcon when we talk to famed author R.L. Stein on the 25th anniversary of his Goosebumps series. It's the middle of the summer, but there's a chill in the air. Welcome back to another episode of Retcon, the podcast of assorted geekery. I'm Rick Marshall, and today we're talking to author R.L. Stein, whose series of Goosebumps horror stories for young readers celebrates its 25th anniversary this year. A prolific writer whose books have sold more than 400 million copies, Stein's work spans a wide range of genres and has been adapted for television and, most recently, a 2015 Goosebumps movie starring Jack Black. Retcon's Ian Pickus spoke to Stein about his generation-spanning career, crafting scary stories for young readers, and the tales he still plans to tell in the coming years. You're in for a scare. You were doing comedy writing and humor writing for a long time before Goosebumps, so how did it actually start? Yeah, I wanted to be funny. I never, I never planned to be a scary guy. I always just wanted to be funny. And I I wrote about 100 joke books for kids, 101 school cafeteria jokes, 101 dog jokes, all those books. And I actually I did a humor magazine for 10 years called Bananas. And uh, that was like my life's dream, I just, you know, having a funny magazine. And the embarrassing thing is uh, being scary wasn't even my idea. I was having lunch one day with an editor, the editorial director at Scholastic, and she said, I need someone to write a horror novel for teenagers. You could do it. Go home and write a book called Blind Date. She even gave me the title. And I didn't really know what she was talking about. What's a horror novel for teenagers? So I ran out to the bookstore, and I bought a bunch of books that other writers were doing, and I read them and tried to figure out what I could do different. And I wrote this book called Blind Date. It came out. It was a number one bestseller. I thought, wait a minute. I struck a chord here. And a year later, I wrote another one called Twisted. And it was a number one bestseller. And I thought, forget the funny stuff. You know, they like scary stuff. So I've been scary ever since. But it's kind of embarrassing that it wasn't my idea. Was it your idea to label the series Goosebumps, or did that come from Scholastic? No, the name, the name Goosebumps, the title of it, yeah, yeah that came from me. But um, the funny thing is I didn't, I didn't want to do Goosebumps. I was doing this series for teenagers called Fear Street, killing off teenagers every month, you know, which everyone likes. And um, my editors came to me and they said, uh, why don't we try a book series a scary series for 7- to 12-year-olds. No one's ever done it before. And I said, no, I don't think so. That, Ian, that's the kind of businessman I am. I didn't want to do goosebumps, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they kept after me and kept after me, and I said, oh, all right. If I can think of a good name for the series, maybe we could do two or three. And so one day I was reading TV Guide, and in those days TV Guide had all the program listings in the middle of the magazine. And I'm looking through, and there's a little ad on the bottom of the page, and it said, it's Goosebumps Week on Channel 11. And I just stared. There was the word. I just stared at it. I knew that was it was perfect, because it was not too scary and funny, but it was, you know, a good scary word. And that's where, the, that's where it came from. 
if you don't mind going uh, down into the weeds with me a little bit, um, part of the delight of getting the Goosebumps books out of the library or buying them uh, was that the actual title of the series on the book had uh, raised Goosebumps, you know, where uh, you could... Bumpy. Yeah, you had the tactile relationship with it. Who came up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, someone in manufacturing or someone in the art department, probably. Huh. I don't know. It was good. Yeah, people like that. You kept a lot of your humor in those books, though. I mean, I remember yeah. them being pretty funny. Was that important to you? Yeah, well, I think it's important to the books. You know, I don't really want to terrify kids. It's not really what the series is for. And so I use humor. Right? Whenever a scene starts to get too intense or I think, oh, this book is too scary, then I throw in something funny and make it lighter. Why do you think kids like to be scared? I, th- I think we all like to be scared. We all like the, you know, the thrill of it when we know that we're safe at the same time. I mean, you'll go on a really terrifying roller coaster ride, but you know it's going to let you off safe and sound down at the bottom. And I, they think that's what these books are like. Kids know they're going to get on. It's going to be a lot of twists and turns. It's going to be very fast. There'll be some surprises. And then it lets them off okay. There's always a happy ending in Goosebumps. I have a question about, I mean, because you've done so many of them now, is there a like a database of the stories and story ideas, uh, you know, so you make sure you're doing something new? I think that's in my wife's brain, <laughs> a database. She's my editor. Jane is, I'm actually married to my editor, for real. She gets paid to be my editor. And I, she will say, you know, she'll say, Bob, you did that in number 18. Or, Bob, you already did that title. She's got a good memory. She remembers all this stuff. But, yeah, there no, there isn't. Um, there should be. There should be a Goosebumps Bible that has everything in it, right? But we don't, we don't have that. When you were um, setting out to do the series, did you establish any rules for the universe, you know, things that could happen and couldn't happen? Very few. I, you know, the one rule is that no one dies in Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And if you're a ghost, you know, it happened before the book started. No one ever dies. My, my other, I had like one rule, and that was that kids have to know that it's fantasy. It can't ever get too real. And I would try very much to keep out real-world problems from the books. There's no, you know, drug abuse or serious bullying or I don't, there's not even divorce. You know, to try to keep the real world out. And the kids, if they know it's a fantasy and it couldn't happen, then you can go pretty far with them. Um, what was your childhood like in terms of, you know, what you read and, and what your hobbies were? Well, I was, you know, I started writing when I was nine. I was in my room typing, typing. I was this weird kid. I don't know why I liked it so much. My mother would be outside the door saying, go outside and play. What's wrong with you? Probably the worst advice I ever got, right? <laughs> Stop typing and go outside. <laughs> Terrible advice. But um, when I was a kid when at that age, I, I read only comic books. I loved comic books. And they had those um, great EC horror comics when I was a kid, Tales from the Crypt and the Vault of Horror and the Witch's Cauldron. I just loved those. And I think they were very influential on me because they were really creepy and gruesome and funny at the same time. 
that they had that combination. And then um, when I was like 10, maybe, I was at the little library. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And I was at our little local library. And the librarian said, Bob, you like comic books. Here, I have something I think you'll like a lot. And she took me to a shelf of Ray Bradbury stories. And Ray Bradbury really turned me into a reader. I just I couldn't believe how great they were. They were so creative and imaginative and so beautifully written. And I just started, that's, that started me reading. He was a real hero of mine. People are still kids, especially picking up your books like crazy, but uh, they have a lot of other options now in terms of screens and iPads and things like that. Do you worry about today's kids having access to books in the way that you did? No, I don't worry about it at all because the children's book business is enormous. And when I started out in children's books in the early 70s, it was a tiny little, it would be, you know, a few cubicles at the back of a publishing company. And now the children's books provide, you know, are cash cows for a lot of publishers. It's a billion-dollar industry. Someone's got to be buying those books, right? Someone is reading them. And the, the, um, I, don't, I don't worry. I'm very optimistic about it. Um, and I also, I love it. If kids want to read on a screen, that's great. I don't care what they read on as long as they're reading. Let me ask you a bit about uh, Jack Black's portrayal of you in the Goosebumps movie, and I understand that there's a sequel uh, on the way. What's been your role in, in that finally coming to the big screen? My role is um, largely as an observer. <laughs> no, one wants to, no one wants to ask the author anything, right? I got so lucky with the Goosebumps movie because I had very little input in it, uh, um, but uh, it turned out good. You never know with movies. It could have been horrible. But it turned out to be a really good film. Jack Black came into New York um, to meet me during a blizzard the winter before they started filming. And I think he just wanted to look at me, just wanted to try figure out what he was going to do. And he said, um, he said, I'm going to be a sinister version of you. And I think that's pretty much what he did. I think he was wonderful in it. But how weird, Ian. It was so strange to be a character in a movie. That was very weird. Why do you say that? What was weird about it? Just seeing there was, you know, they're talking about you up there. They're talking about your books, and they're talking to you, Mr. Stein, this and this, and it's, and it's Jack Black. When I was younger, I created my own friends. Monsters. Demons to terrorize my neighborhood and all the kids that made fun of me. And they became real to me. And then one day, they actually became real. My monsters literally leapt off the page. As long as the books remain locked, we're safe. But when they open, well, you've just seen what happens. Can you tell us anything about uh, what's in store in, in the second one? I don't think I can. I don't think I've read half of the script. There is a script for the second one, but I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. But everyone's back. All the teenagers are back and and there's a bunch of new monsters and the invisible boy comes back and there's a lot of slappy. Slappy's real popular, so there's a lot of slappy. I think that's about all I can say about the next one. Uh, well, it's just like R.L. Stein to leave us with another mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Suspense. 
We've been speaking with R.L. Stein about the 25th anniversary of the Goosebumps series. Bob, thanks so much for the stories and thanks for all your time today. Oh, I enjoy talking with you, Ian. Thank you. That was Retcon's Ian Pickus talking scary stories with author R.L. Stein on the 25th anniversary of his popular Goosebumps series. This has been Retcon, a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Patrick Garrett. I'm Rick Marshall. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your podcast app of choice. Let us know you're out there and that you want to hear more.